This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hill Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring... Are you fiddling my knob, buddy? I'm diddling you, it, bro. You tweaking my button there? Diddling it, bro. <laughs> we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. I've never had to make that noise. I've always tried. Like, I've always tried to diddle real hard to get the... To get, to get it to make that sound, but it's never made that I would that find that a little sound. off-putting, actually. I'd be like, I don't know. I kind of want to make, I kind of want it to make the sound like a Vuvuzela. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if it's, but it kind of does that already with tools, but you know what I mean? Like, out of that like, you know, I want it to make a diggery-do sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of airflow. I'm just saying, like, that's a lot more airflow. And there's like a lot of like, Hum control, yeah. you have better, to have. It's better than the tuba sound. <laughs> <laughs> I get like a sad trombone yeah, sound. Sad, I don't know the why. The sad tuba sound. <laughs> that would be. That's yeah. the sound every time I take off my shirt. Actually, <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, this is cognitive dissonance. It's <laughs> <laughs> just starting all over. What episode is it? This is episode 439. How was your trip, buddy? Man, I got to say, we have had the opportunity, you and I, to go to a lot of different conferences mm-hmm. now. And it's and I, and I every one of them has been, um, I, I think, a uniformly positive experience. We've said it before. I'll say it again. QED is just different. It's just different. Yeah. If you ever have an opportunity, I know they're taking a year off. If you guys have an opportunity to go to QED in 2020, I I really, I genuinely can't recommend it enough. It is a wonderful fucking conference. Get your tickets early for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's awesome. There's a reason they sell that fucker out. Yeah. It's just really, really well done. Marsh and Andy, everybody, they're just great people. They put on a really well-organized, so well-organized and it's such a great, I mean, it is such a great conference. Those guys know what they're doing. They can find their ass with one hand. Yeah. (laughs) They, they (laughs) even found this asshole. They reached out with both, but still, no, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It really was. It was a genuinely great time. Got to meet some just lovely people, like really awesome, interesting, um, very cool people. And just, I, I can't say it enough. Like, just a goddamn opportunity to be able to go and get in an airplane and mm-hmm. fly 3000 miles from home and meet people that listen to this show. Yeah. I, I didn't think this was going to be a part of my life ever. You yeah. know, I just really didn't like, sure. if you'd asked me three fucking years ago, I'd have looked at you like you were made out of moon rocks. So it's just, it was an awesome show. It was an awesome time. Our listeners are just tremendous people. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to meet them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't understand why we have to build a ray gun to aim at a planet I never even heard of. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. Go! All right, so this story is from the New York Times. Democrats surge ahead of Republicans in fundraising for key races. Um, I, you know, like, I, I, it's funny because I've been reading a, a, a lot of 
stuff ahead of the midterms. I've been reading a lot of stuff. And I am so optimistic and I don't want don't to wanna be, be optimistic. Don't want to be. And I don't want, because we're going to be live streaming the night yeah. of the election. Yeah. Um, and I am just like, I remember the last time, yeah. you know, and I still feel burned. I still feel traumatized. Yeah. There's like, I've read so much. Uh, it, it just on the, on the drive up here, Haley was reading to me an article about like the gubernatorial races and how, you know, the Democrats have this, this edge in the gubernatorial races in states that they never had a shot at before. And particularly in some of the Rust Belt states. And I've been reading about how, you know, uh, women are polling, um, particularly like, like women that have never polled well for the Democrats. Um, the Democrats look like they've got an edge kind of everywhere. And so what I think yeah. is going to happen is the Republicans are going to win every seat and the earth is going to collapse yeah. in on itself. Yeah, we, wouldn't it be hilarious? I, if it's I like, can't be hopeful like, again. There's like three left in the Senate and like six in the House. <laughs> and they're just looking around like, we, uh, we could just go home, right? right? We could just, we could just, I could do this from my house. Right? Right? <laughs> I could get outvoted from home, right? I could not matter yeah. anywhere. In fact, um, I can not matter real well at home. I do want to talk about not mattering, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Okay. Because um, it's something I excel at. But <laughs> but one of the things I do want to mention, though, is I know it's a little late. The show's going to be coming out a little late. A lot of voter registration's already passed, right? Yeah. So, but check to see if you're registered. Vote.org is a place that you can do that. Now, there's many states where you can vo- you can register to vote right at the ballot box. Yeah. Illinois is one of those states. I'm going to read off the other ones right now. Um, in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut, Washington, D.C., I already mentioned Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, California, Hawaii, and Idaho. All you have to do is bring proof of re- residency to the polls, and you should be able to register yeah. to vote in any of those states on demand. Basically, you walk into the ballot box. I would clearly a lot more time for this. Sure. But walk into the into the polling place and you should be able to register right away. Now, there's a bunch of other states that have sort of some weirdish rules. You can search for your rules online, but double check to make sure you're registered before you go. Now, what if you're an illegal alien? How many times should you register? And in which states I think, and principles? I think what you need to do is go to the heavy Hillary states and vote for Hillary. Now, again. that's what I did. Vote for her again. All my three million. Yeah. Uh, Mexican friends. You sent them all to California. I sent them all to states. Can you guys where go they already to carried the, to the best places that won't win us the election? Well, is that what possible? We, did is we engaged in a massive amount of voter fraud, but we did it in a, in strategically yeah. foolish ways. Yeah. <laughs> so we so we, we had can this, kick ourselves for two straight yeah, years. We had this enormous strategy to bring in literally yeah. millions of yeah. undocumented people to show up and vote, but we thought we would do it not in key battleground yeah. states. <laughs> we decided, uh, we decided that Florida and, uh, and, and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan, those were lock-ins. We were good. We were good. <laughs> Hillary yeah. did enough Demi- there. What we did is we avoided all the uh, purple states. Yeah. <laughs> and we um, just went for the straight blue ones. We, went like, we yeah. wanted them to feel like they were welcome. Well, so. I heard that if you win uh, more, you get double the electoral points. <laughs> That's not true, by the way. And uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I, I want to mention too, that you can go to a polling place. If you think you're supposed to be registered and they cannot find you, you yeah. can ask for a provisional ballot, make sure to get a receipt. Um, 
If you do, can you return it? If you if do, you're can, it doesn't win. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's like standing there, like, I but I have a receipt. I don't know. We've been standing in line with America for the past two years. <laughs> we were like, we're like super K. We're like, is there a way we can return this? It's slightly used. Somebody like, <laughs> actually, it's really used. Somebody like brings yeah. it to LL Bean, like, I heard you can return anything here. And I got this. I Trump, got this. I got this America. I don't want <laughs> it anymore. Good. I want to mention too that if you are, uh, in a blue state, clearly go out and vote. And and I think one of the things that you should do is vote anyway, even if you are in a solidly blue state that you know for sure is going to grab that particular, you know, like there's no way Danny Davis isn't winning my district, right? Like Danny Davis is my congressman. There's no way he's not winning my district. He's won his my district a fucking trillion times before. (laughs) He's solidly going to win the district again. I'm sure your congressman is very similar where you're at. Most people's congressmen are it's pretty a much locked. A lot of these are locked in. Some of these really solidly blue ones. Vote anyway to show the numbers, right? You want to make sure you show the yeah. numbers. But also, if you're a lock, go vote. But also, you know, if you have a few extra dollars, throw some money at a candidate in a in an area where there's a toss-up. Yeah. And there's, I'm going to read off a bunch of these toss-ups. So the House for the House, Colorado's third, New Mexico's second, Maine second, uh, New York 19th, Illinois 12th, Florida 26th, Michigan 8th, Pennsylvania 1st, Minnesota 1st, Washington 8th, California 39th, and if you want to throw it at the Senate, North Dakota, Missouri, Arizona, Nevada, and Florida all have very close races right now. Chances are we're not going to, like the Democrats will not win the Senate back this time. There's a very good chance of that happening. In fact, they might lose seats in the Senate. That's just the the number of people that are up. And also large urban centers may be able to draw some votes, but many big giant states, even with, you know, for many years, we had a red and a blue senator. That just happens that way. Just so like, there's just enough people to put that person over the edge. And so- that doesn't happen as often in red states and small red states, rural states specifically. That doesn't happen very often. They're almost always a red and a red. So it's actually harder for us to win the Senate. Mm-hmm. It's just genuinely harder. Yeah. But there's a chance we can, like the Democrats can win the, win the House. And if you throw money at a very, you know. At a wild card race. Yeah, exactly. Like, at, at, a, yeah. at a race that that's, yeah. it's close and it's tight. You can throw the money at it. And there's a possibility that there can be that can help sway somebody's vote. And that's important because, you know, this is this is part of this is about not just your congressperson, but it's about messaging, right? So a big a big part of the midterms is a referendum on the current administration. It would be nice if everybody voted for their congressperson and for their local elections based on the individual characteristics of their candidate. We should we should to some degree vote that way, but the reality is that the midterms are and have always been a reaction to the current administration. Yeah, yeah. And it is not unusual for that reaction to swing against, right? So if you have, you know, it, it did for Obama, it's not unusual yeah, at all. Yeah, no. He lost, like, didn't he lose both of them after yeah. his first? Yeah, because the Tea Party right. was energized yep. and, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to send the message. Yeah. If you are, if you, if you are in opposition to the current administration, regardless of of how you feel about your senator i do think like at this point this is this is partially about messaging that yeah. like hey this shit doesn't fly if you align yourself with these values 
you'll get kicked the fuck out as soon as possible. Yeah. And you don't have to just donate to people in your area. Like you're mentioning, you can donate outside your yeah. district. Absolutely. And I'll put links to all of this on this week's show notes. This is episode 439. Um, like I say, like a bunch of these are swings and they're, and these are all like what 538 would call a toss up. Yeah. So they're right now they're a toss up. I mean, they're, they're dead heats. Um, some of these, they're Republican leaning. So they're, you know, there's a good chance the Republican, not a good chance, but a slight chance the Republican's going to win. Um, and if you're a Republican listening to this, you should do the exact same thing. Like, I don't, I don't think that you, you know, as a Republican, if you, I don't know why you would find our show or care to listen, listen to it, but, to it. but weird. if you did, I, I don't, I don't find this. And I, I would say, go do the exact same thing. If you live in a solidly red area and you want to donate money to somebody who you think you should, that should win a, uh, in another one that's a close toss-up, absolutely throw that money. That I, I don't agree with you. I think if you're a Republican and you've got a little extra money, you should burn it yeah. and then stay home on yeah. November the 6th. <laughs> That's actually, you should do. Actually, we're running a Patreon Republican rate right now <laughs> until election day. You'll get all the great content. Just become a patron. And, you know, that's how you should spend your money if you're a Republican. You know what they say? Fool me once, strike one. But fool me twice, strike three. Yeah, this story I like. This is from the New York Times. Uh, budget deficit jumps nearly 17% in 2018. I, you know, it's crazy to me, Cecil, because I, I, I know I've mentioned before that like I will occasionally get into conversations with the gentleman that I work with, a very nice guy, very smart guy. And, you know, when when Obama was in charge, the concern, anytime there's, there's a Democrat in charge, the concern is the deficit. Oh, yeah. my God. God, do something about the deficit. God, do something about the deficit. And then it's kind of fun because sometimes you'll say, I'll say like, yeah, really? You know, what is the deficit? A humming, 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 a humming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does the deficit matter? Yeah. Deficit means bad stuff and or negative. Okay. All right. So you don't know. You don't know. That's okay. Probably shouldn't talk too much about it. But it is interesting how much the deficit matters until it's your guy. And then you're like, well, what about the fact that it went up a 17%? Yeah. And the reason why. All of this deficit is occurring is because of the the corporate tax cuts. It's because because it turns out, like, at the end of the day, a ledger sheet only has two fucking sides of revenue and expense. Yeah. And if you cut the amount of fucking revenue that comes in, because the biggest fucking payers into the system, which are corporations, they should be the biggest payers in the system, just not shitting money into the system. Like, it's, it's fucking insane. I, like, no matter what you and I do, we don't matter economically. I think it's like, it's, it's interesting because we matter the most and we matter not at all. The middle class as a whole drives the economy, right? Because we put all of our money that we make right back into the machine. Yeah, absolutely. It churns. It's, yeah. it's, it's the movement in the, in the economy. Yeah. And at the same time, we don't matter at all because we account for such a tiny percentage of the overall wealth that's generated. Like the whole middle class accounts for fucking virtually none of the actual wealth. What we account for is all the fucking movement. Yeah. And like, that's a crazy place for our economy to live in, right? Where all the movement, not all, but most of the movement of money comes from the people who do not have the fucking money. And the people who have the fucking money, they aren't moving that money into no, the economy, not as, yeah, right? In yeah, the same way. Not in the same way. They move their money into investment vehicles yeah. that just generate more numbers. Yeah. But they're not doing things that generate jobs. You're not doing things that generate products. Yeah. You're not doing things that actually stimulate the fucking economy. So like they save it, they invest it, they just make more numbers with their prior numbers. Mm-hmm. 
here we are in a place where like corporations, which have massive amounts of money, but in comparison to anything that you or me or sure. any of our own yeah, friends yeah. all aggregated together will make, they're paying less. They're constantly paying less. They're paying less and less and less and less and less. We take less money in. We have less money to fucking spend. We have this massive deficit, which I guess is a bad thing, right? Because it was a real bad, it a bad, a real bad It's always thing. a bad thing when it's the other Anytime guy. it's yeah. the other guy, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but Captain fucking Businessman's got us in this spot where all of his buddies somehow strangely got much richer. Yeah. And we have a massive deficit, which I guess we cared about only when it was the other guy. Well, it's it's the same. It's the clear cut mentality that we've been talking about forever. The massive tax cuts that they're giving away to these businesses, you know, the tiny amount is going to trickle down under your chin. Like the yeah, tiniest, right. tiniest amount yeah. is going to trickle down after they ejaculate all over your face. It'll trickle down onto your chest afterwards. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. It's all stuck in yeah, the hair. It is. It's just take gross. A cold well, it shower. doesn't actually get onto my chest because it just stays in my beard. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just, but that's, that's what they, that's what they've been doing since the beginning. And, you know, they tricked all these people mm -hmm. that are middle-class into thinking that they're getting, you know, they're going to drink from the golden fountain, you know, yeah, no, Trump's golden, for you. golden shower is going right. to, yeah. Like, it's so funny because it's like, none of this is for no, you, it's stupid. Not, it's not for you. Like, like I, I was reading something this week and it was like, it was like the people who support Trump, they're like, ah, he's one of us. Like, he's, he's how the fuck is he one of you? Yeah, he's white. He's, that's literally yeah, it. I know. That's literally like, it. Is that's that the, the bar now? But that's the only thing that you could feasibly say like that's like his only characteristic he shares with me that and being overweight like those are the only two <laughs> things he and I share I, I like I there, there's this sense particularly from the deep south and from the 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 hard right community that like Trump is like me I guess like if asshole is a characteristic <laughs> that you're looking for right like well you know it turns out I'm also mean as a son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'm also, I also don't like immigrants. Yeah. I also, like, it's all the negative shit. You know, I mean, he's got a hundred million dollars and I work running a jackhammer yeah, all day. All and, day and, you know, I, but you know, like, overtime, but, we both you hate know? poor people. Yeah. I mean, that's me, but I don't think it's me. I'm just a temporarily embarrassed wealthy person. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, one right. day this jackhammer is going to hit gold. <laughs> <laughs> Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. Oh, this is amazing. It's from ABC News. Pope compares abortion to hiring a hitman to solve problems. I'm just picturing like... That like that like French guy from like Leon or whatever, Leon. you know, like he's just like looking smooth as fuck, like offering like yeah. he's got like a like little shooter like silencer yeah. gun that he's like little tiny the babies ones. with. But he doesn't drink milk from a glass. He has to put a nipple on it first. And then <laughs> drink it. He like takes he takes just like Tom and Jerry. Remember when he used to take the bottle of milk uh, right, and slap a right. giant nipple, nipple on it. On it. He just sucks it down. I want to read what the Pope said. He said, he asked if it was fair to, quote, take out a human life to solve a problem. Is it fair to hire a hitman to solve a problem? It's not fair. We cannot take out a human being, even if it's small. Okay. Hold Strong on. Disagree. He's a, he is a problem solver. I'm going to say 
little people mafia bosses from now on. <laughs> you can't take them out if they're small. They could just run with impunity. You get right? Peter Dinklage in there to run a mob. It's the like, best. God damn it. It's a- Little people have won again. <laughs> they just, they're so. Damn you, little people. I want to, I, I like, I love the idea of like a newborn waking up in a, in a crib next to a hobby horse head. There's <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like some hitman like, just like trying stalking some woman's vagina, like yeah. ahead of time, like, <laughs> just like parked outside her vagina, like watching it for three days. She's like, what is going on. Oh, you know what you could do? You could even hire like a car thief to do it because they'd be really good with a coat hanger. <laughs> they could, <laughs> fish you know what there. I mean? Like fish right? it in there, no problem. Unlock that lock and pop that sucker right out of there. It's like, there's just a, some woman like like rocking back and forth and crying. I thought he was a vacuum <laughs> cleaner salesman. I just, vacuum. <laughs> Door he was a cleaner. <laughs> he was a cleaner. That's for sure. He's like that guy from, uh, no country for old men with the pneumatic. Oh yeah, <laughs> with the pneumatic gun. Pneumatic yeah. gun. He just puts it there. Dunk. Just t- takes him out like a steer. It's like the Pope is so wrong about this. Like, this is how you know the Pope doesn't like. Th- this is like one of those like moments of disconnect where it's like, yeah, but you don't have kids. Yeah, you don't know how awful they are. <laughs> like, if you had kids, you would you would be one hundred percent for it. Yeah, I'd be like, you'd, you'd yeah. be like, fucking, you want. What in the middle of the night? No, yes, absolutely. Kill them now. You, you would be able to kill your kids until they're eleven. <laughs> you would be able. You would be standing outside of an abortion clinic, high fiving right. people. Are you kidding me? They'd walk out of Planned Parenthood, you'd be like, "Put it there, high five, I'd high five. Hiring up for wet work. I, I have <laughs> no problems with this. He says it's because it's a like we come from a throwaway culture and want to throw away the you know the young and the and the and the and the, and the elderly. Right? That's what he wants to say. And it's like, yeah. Well, that's, you know, it, it's very similar to what we do with appliances because most of the kids are made in China too. <laughs> and so it makes sense. And they're low quality. <laughs> they're low quality. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would never say that. Actually, they're way higher quality. <laughs> no, I'm saying kids in general are oh, low quality. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's Except true. for American kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're a union. They're, they're lazy. Union. <laughs> <laughs> but what he's saying is like, you know, Look, there's this throwaway culture, right? We have this idea of a throwaway culture. And he 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 talks about this when he talks about environmentalism too. And you're like, okay, I get, I understand what you're getting at, but like, have you ever been to a fucking nursing home? Yeah. Like, that's a throwaway culture, man. Those people aren't coming out of there. They're not coming out of there and being like, oh, I'm fixed. Like, <laughs> like they're there for all of it. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's your life now. Enjoy the nursing home. And so, like, like we but we had that before Roe v. Wade. It's not like Roe v. Wade changed how we dealt with old people. No. We've been dealing with old people the yeah. exact same way forever. We've been forgetting about them. This is a liar's argument, yeah. right? This is a liar's argument because, like, you know, if if you want to if you want to build a culture that is not a throwaway culture, then you need to have only people in your culture that are wanted. Yeah, you can't. No, that's true. That doesn't yeah. include unwanted babies. Yeah. Right. Right. These are not wanted people. Like these are not wanted. This is not a clump of cells. And somebody's like. Well, I wanted it, but I got it aborted anyway. Now, fucking this yeah. is ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. It's not compulsory abortions. If you want, like, and you can't, like, I'll be blunt. Like, you can't be, like, some super environmentalist and be like, well, but we should also have unlimited population yeah, growth we also, unchecked yeah, we also by our ability to resource it. kids. Yeah. I mean, come the fuck on. Yeah. You're lying. Yeah. And he's lying because there's are problems he doesn't have to solve because mm-hmm. he's a fucking rich, celibate old man. Yeah. 
That's it. That's exactly it. That's right? it. He problems he's never asked to solve because, and it's also weird problems that he has to like find corner case weird shit to, right? Because like you say, if you're really an environmentalist, you stop having children. Right. That's what you do. But instead it's like, it's like, oh, well, I've, I am an environmentalist, but also can't say you can't have babies because the Catholic church only makes babies. Yeah. So babies it is. I got to figure out a way for my weird religion to fit into this weird stance I have to keep. I don't want to throw away culture, but I'm against contraception and abortion yeah. and I'm pro environmentalism. And also nothing I say ever makes yeah. any sense. We should probably rape some kids. Every, now. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon <laughs> me. Like at some Pardon point, me like, I diddle a kid at some point. Like, are you just like promoting, like we don't want contraception or abortion. We need more kids to rape. Yeah. We will run out. <laughs> if everybody just has kids, they like no one will ship any off. Yeah. For us to go to our little fucking rape village. Yeah, exactly. We, go. we gotta go to our rape closet once in a while. <laughs> All right, this story is from the New York Times. Uh Jamal Kashogi's? I don't know how to pronounce Kishogi? that. Kashogi's? I don't know if that's Kasha Ogi. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, let's I'm, just let's just call him Jamal K. Let's call him Jamal. Jamal. K. 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 Porque. Let's call him Special K. <laughs> special K's disappearance. What oh, we know, Jesus. I don't know. What? Yeah, no, that's fine. He's special dead now, K. so we can yeah. make fun of him. Isn't that how that works? Is he dead now? I don't know. We don't, we know. don't know. We don't know. We don't. Here's he, what we don't know. Yeah. Whether he's dead or not. Well, he's like Schrodinger's Jamal. I feel like he's, he's dead. Though. He's both. He's both. <laughs> Schrodinger's Jamal. In, he's both in the embassy and not, and in, not the embassy. in the embassy. Tom, you open door. Is, <laughs> is Jamal in there? Schrodinger's Jamal, though. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's fucked up. Did they? Did we, I just got a, a like follow question. Did they use a bone saw on the cat? <laughs> Fucked up, dude. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is, is a yeah. guy um, who is a journalist that was living in Saudi for a while and then came to the United States, was working for the Washington Post, mm -hmm. um, was an editorialist, um, was critical of the Saudi government. The Saudi government has been sort of making strides in the, in the more recent years to sort of look more hip. Right, they let women drive now. The kinder, um, gentler yeah. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like they only beat people behind closed doors and only kill people in enhanced interrogations. <laughs> but no, uh, basically, this guy was a critic. Um, they had, uh, they had, he had wanted to get a like. He finalizes divorce with his his ex wife from Saudi, mm -hmm. and he wanted to marry a woman from Turkey, and yes. he was in in. Uh, Istanbul, I think. Yeah, he's in Turkey. And so he went to the consulate there, the the embassy there, and he said... And they lured him. They, well, they, they, they said, him. you they need said, to pick up this right. paperwork. And he right. said, okay. Well, he had given his his girl his girlfriend... He's supposed to be married the next day, by the way. Dodge that bullet. But anyway... <laughs> um, <he's>, <laughs> Poor Jamal. Actually, he didn't dodge that bullet. <laughs> if um, he had, we might have, he might have been happily in, remarried. In Schrodinger's right. embassy, he right. may have dodged that bullet. We don't know. We haven't opened the embassy yet. <laughs> we He's both alive and dead still. But in any case, he was supposed to uh, be married the following day. Super depressing. Goes inside. It's like a roast motel, these <laughs> Saudi embassies. You go in, you, sometimes you just don't come out. And he was, he was, he, they had sent a bunch of people on a plane hours before they left from Saudi 
19 people in a private jet show up. I feel like anytime there's like more than a dozen yeah. Saudis in an yeah. airplane, like yeah. we and should they, all get worried about well, that, right? <laughs> there's never this. We have a history. <laughs> of, what about every plane that leaves from Saudi Arabia? I feel like we should be worried about that. <laughs> I, uh, you know, like you put a, you put 19, uh, so, like that's a joke yeah. with a punchline. Yeah, we punch all know the answer to. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't end yeah. with like, and then everyone got pot. Yeah. The, like, the punchline ends with, a building collapses. Right. Yeah. Or two. So 19 Saudis get in an airplane. Yeah. Well, fuck me. This isn't good. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, also, um, I think you should be suspicious when they check a bone saw through customs or whatever. Cause they said that they like one of the things that that was leaked from, the, I, I don't yeah. know why traveling. I, I mean, everybody, travels everybody with a bone every saw. good person should have a bone saw. I make sure to, I saw off my own legs. So I have better leg room in the plane. I mean, I just put in my carry on coach. What the hell are you going to do? Carry on and saw my own legs <laughs> off every time I get on a plane. I don't know what you do with it. Yeah. That'll you know, be weird. Based on the last two yeah. flights I've taken, that would be the healthiest yeah. thing you could do. Because <laughs> every time I got an airplane, I get on with somebody who's got like Ebola cancer oh, and they're God. SARS coughing right behind <laughs> me. Just. <laughs> <laughs> It, an uh, unbelievable amount of expectoration. <laughs> they had said this dude was uh, one of the stories that they were going to leak. And I want to read um, Saudi was preparing an alternative explanation of the fate of the dissident journalist on Monday, saying that he died in the consulate in Istanbul two weeks ago in an interrogation gone wrong. You don't, you don't die from people asking you questions. If that was yeah, the case, I, was, Alex Trebek wouldn't make it through one episode of Jeopardy. <laughs> like he'd he'd be dead in the first episode. Like fucking 10 minutes into the show, you need a new Alex Trebek. What is let's, cancer? What's it, Alex? Let's say you you're an interrogator and you're like, "All right, I have a few questions." And then like some time goes by and sure. you walk out of the room like all pale and shaky like, "I know what the fuck I was just, I had, it wasn't wasn't sure. Like you ever, I wasn't sure what happened. This happens to me a lot. But he exploded. (laughs) If you ever, like you're at somebody's house or otherwise going about your business and like you pick something up and then then something, something, it breaks, right? You break it. Hold on, 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 hold on. Hard broken then. We got it. We got it. Afterwards. You broke it. So maybe it got broken. (laughs) (laughs) I picture it the same way. You're like an interrogator. You're just like. Okay. Uh, whoa. No one was in there. <laughs> Nobody was in there, but he's dead. <laughs> you're like, you know, you're like, put him back together. It'd be hilarious. It would like, be hilarious if one of these guys walks out of the room waving his hand and be like, do not go in there. <laughs> do not. Woo! Do not go in there. Oh, man. Light a match. Jesus Christ. I'll but, tell you a story. When I was a little kid, okay, I I, I broke you, a lot of things. Uh, he killed somebody. No, with I, a bone saw. <laughs> okay, that's a different story, and I'm not telling it on recorded oh, media. Oh god! I remember I was at somebody's house, and I and they had this beautiful like globe, and I broke the shit out of this <laughs> yeah, globe. Yeah. Right? I think I wanted to play with it or do something. Yeah, and it didn't work anymore, so I broke it. <laughs> but I broke it in such a way that like. I set you the could piece. you could you could mask <laughs> the breakageness of it. So I'm, yeah. I, I put this bro I put oh, the piece no. precariously on the other piece, right? And then I let and a couple of days go by and I don't get caught. 
and I'm in the room and I still remember this. And I was maybe nine or 10. And like the, the dad walked by and he just walked by like his footballs, something and the globe like falls and crashes and all these pieces. And he thought he broke his globe. And I'm picturing like this Jamal and like <laughs> the interrogator like breaks them and like pieces them gingerly back together. <laughs> and then they like slowly wheel him out to his fiance <laughs> and his head falls off. And he's just, it's like, or it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like he turns into Hellraiser and like all the pieces fall out because they weren't pinned together. <laughs> He's like, and you just look around like, well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You were the last one that touched him. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you may be uh, tripped and fell and dismembered uh, himself Jesus. and put himself in a suitcase. Uh, it could have happened. Hey, guys, we're joking around about this, but we don't know if he's dead or not. <laughs> we know he's dead. <laughs> I am a hundred. Okay, I'll just say, whoa, uh, I'll be willing to bet. Everything all I'll ever make things, forever. Yeah, on, on he's not okay. What the, the thing is, is that like this sort of thing has been, I've been no, I don't know if this has been happening forever and like, we just didn't find out about it or if this sort of thing is just starting to more recently happen. But you know, like the people that are getting killed by the Russian government, the mm -hmm. people that are getting, you know, a lot of assassinations. There's a lot of assassinations lot that of are starting to happen. Uh, North Korea killed the brother a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They've assassinated the Russians. Uh, assassinate yeah. everybody. Yeah, there's the Russians assassinate. Yeah. like every other week, somebody there's dies like, on the tube because like, of like, like somebody like Lodard shoots, shoots radioactive something. iodine in somebody's <laughs> eye and like some weird spy plot. But then like this too, like this is another thing where you're just like this should be this should alarm the fuck out of us, right? The other thing I noticed too, I, I read too today is that um, while all this is going down you know, they're still sending us hundred billion dollar checks. Yeah, right. So that, like, yeah. like, you know, like uh, there's, like, a, there's a vested interest in the United States. We're not do anything with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is like, I gotta, they even said so. Yeah. Cause when it first happened, Trump tweeted some nonsense about like, you know, we won't stand for this and we'll get, you know, you did some evil shit to this journalist. We'll be super mad Twitter. And then like Saudi Arabia is like, we got all the oil come at us, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm only paraphrasing a little. Yeah. Like they basically were like, really? Yeah. Like, what are you gonna what, do? What are you gonna do? Walk to work? Ha ha ha! Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> da, da, like, da, 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 bone saw. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know a little bit of time passes, and all of a sudden, Trump's like, "Well, I don't think well, it was Saudi Arabia anymore. Maybe it was. They, on, maybe on a, they were rogue agents. I think he said yeah, that at one point. Yeah. He's like, yeah, rogue on, agents on a you know from Saudi Arabia that show up. One of them happens to be a military guy, and that guy died in a." A car accident. One of the guys who was involved in this died in a car accident already. Car accident. Rogue agents. He was hit by a by a runaway bone saw car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rogue agents in your embassy? Yeah, I know. I know. In yeah, the, this is in fucking Mission Impossible yeah, 4. Come on. There's security camera footage of him going in. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we didn't have the security cameras on at the Saudi embassy in Turkey. Yeah. Oh, oh. really? That seems literally impossible. That seems like a, yeah. and all the security experts are like, yeah, it's not yeah. possible. Like they killed that fucking guy. We don't know that. Yet. I know that. We don't know that. As a skeptic, I'm saying the thing is true. <laughs> and it's true. By the time this airs, they're going to be like holding his head up like a puppet and be like, <laughs> I'm totally not dead. <laughs> Look at me. I'm getting married tomorrow. Do it to my name is Jamal K. <laughs> and Donald Trump turned to me and said, Ted, 
I've known a lot more politicians in my life than you have. Now, in that, he is surely correct. He has been supporting liberal Democratic politicians for four decades. But he said, Ted, when it comes to the Supreme Court, you got to be prepared to compromise. You got to be willing to cut a deal with the Democrats. Let me be very clear to every man and woman here at CPAC. I will not compromise away your religious liberty. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> this is, this is my post. favorite story. Oh this is my favorite story of the week. I read this thing. It was the best thing ever. It's so good. Oh, God. It's so good. All right, all right, all right. So uh. Ted Cruz, in an ever blundering attempt to prove that he is actually made of people parts, was engaged in a debate with Bento Box or whatever yeah. his fucking name is. Yeah. Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, the guy is not going to win. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Maybe. he is. Maybe. I don't, I don't think so. I, I think know. he's behind pretty far at this point. Um, and like they threw this like total fucking softball question to him, right? <laughs> and the softball question was like, what have you done that's not poli well, yeah. politician? Name something. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Like said, name something you've done that doesn't involve politics in the past year. And There's Cruz is like, it like, he did not pre-program the answer to what do this humans is, do into so, his system. This is so Ted Cruz for human president. <laughs> he, he's just like, he's he just has like, this moment. Like, <laughs> I have been politicizing <laughs> since I have gone to your district of Columbia. <laughs> he can't stop. It's like, I do not do anything but eat and drink politics. <laughs> Let me check with my human wife. Human wife, what do we do for fun? <laughs> I have been inserting my sperm tube into her <laughs> ovipositor many times, like you humans do. <laughs> I, too, derive pleasure from intracourse. <laughs> I have also had many yeasted malt beverages. <laughs> I have been driving my internal combustion motor engine vehicle with a very large towing capacity around. When you see my teeth, that means I am happy. <laughs> I will grimace awkwardly in your direction with joy. It's more like it's more like they asked me to just went. <laughs> How much does he look like a monster now? Oh my god, he looks How he's much? growing <laughs> so much into <laughs> he grandpa. Looks, he looks, he looks exactly. just like grandpa. I saw him and I was like, he looks oh, like shit. Like 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 he's gonna pull up in that fucking model T with the fucking flames and Herman Munster's gonna walk out with it. I saw him and I was like, he's more of a monster than he ever was. It's amazing. He's seriously, he's so much of a monster, I can only see him in black and white. <laughs> he's just standing there. Once in a while, a hair covers him up as he turns black and white. He's so the worst. He's such the worst. He's like a guy you're just like, like the problem. And here's the thing, like, like a genuinely not trying to be funny, but this guy... Spends his life just cultivating an image so much that he's forgotten how to be a person. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's just forgotten, like, like how to be a normal guy. Like, this is the exact opposite of what I, all those idiots that say, like, I'd just like to have a beer with him. I just like, to, he just seems like the kind of guy 
All I want to do is have myself a little beer with Ted Cruz. And he and I, we're going to sit out on our back of our truck. And we're going to talk. <laughs> like, he's the least guy. He's like the least person you'd want to do that with because he's not a human being. Like, he's just, he stopped being a human being just to be this, this entity that he's created. It, it is distressing, first of all. Uh, two things. One, it is distressing the idea that somebody could spend their entire life cultivating an image and then end up with yeah. the image of Ted Wait, Cruz. Wait, no, it's like cultivating the image of an amoeba. Right. It's just like, it's yeah, like, well, you just oh, fit in it. Oh, I fit in any hole. I just drip everywhere. This is what uh, I think people want to see. Yeah. <laughs> when I touch my wife, she recoils. I can't even do that because I hurt my neck when I make the Ted Cruz. <laughs> when I do that, I'm like, oh, I, I like pinch my own neck being such a degenerate. I pinch my own neck. He does, however, make me happy that we have Trump. Could we could have had Ted Cruz? Can you imagine if this guy was serious? What's worse? What's worse? I I don't know. I don't, I don't think. Don't, I don't think. I don't think. I think Trump is clearly the worst thing that could happen. Then Ted Cruz. I think so too. But goddamn, like, can you? I mean, like, there's like a. I think Michelle Bachman is better than Trump. I think you're right. I just yeah. like. Oh my god! Like this is so intensely unappealing also, yeah. but just for like a whole different set of <laughs> nauseating reasons. Ted Cruz though is just, he's just such the most spineless, <sighs> gross thing. And like when he's talking, you're just like, you're like, I don't know how anybody, you know, one of the things, one of the complaints you hear, and it was a complaint we had talked about it. We got it from the show, but it was a while back. There, there was people in Detroit and one of the people who didn't vote, they had brought people on who didn't vote in the last yeah. election. And one of the people said they weren't inspired by any candidate, right? Like that was one of the criticisms is they weren't inspired by any candidates. They didn't vote for Hillary. And they, you know, they, they still don't regret their vote because they're fucking fools. But anyway, they were like, you know, they didn't, they, they weren't inspired. You know, how could anybody look at Ted Cruz and be like, that's an inspiring human being? I don't think Ted Cruz... I don't think Ted Cruz can look in the mirror right. and, and recite the Al Franken speech. I'm okay. And I'm good. I like myself or whatever the fuck yeah. that speech was. I'm good <laughs> enough. I'm strong enough. I'm smart Al enough. Speech. You know, when Al Franken used to do that, it was Al Franken's character, wasn't it? I don't know. Was it? Was it Al, wasn't it Al Franken who would look at himself and be it like, was. he would be like, I just, I'm I just good enough. I'm Jack smart Handy. enough. And gosh, darn it. And gosh, darn it. People, like I think me. that was yeah. Al Franken. That is Al Franken. Yeah. Oh my God. I had no idea that was Al yeah. Franken. I mean, he's not even grabbing anybody's titties. In that I know picture. he's not like, he's not like pushing our titties together and getting a titty fuck. Real quick. <laughs> so anyway, the softball question comes out. So softball question comes out. And the best part is like Ted Cruz panics. He panics. And there's a moment of like six long six seconds, seconds of just Ted Cruz looking like, Ugh. yeah, he's like, <laughs> and the audience laughs. They're yeah. like, Oh, it's so weird. Cause you don't know what people do. During their downtime, he's like, sometimes it's hard to be a dad. I uh, hug my children units. I hug my offspring. I express affection. Yeah. And then we go to eat some sort of frozen custard. (laughs) (laughs) It did make me laugh because he said, like, it's hard for him to be gone and, you know, still be a dad and be away. And I thought, like, man... It's maybe it's hard for you, but like your family's so happy when you're gone. Yeah. Oh, they're like there's excited. no world where somebody's yeah. like, oh my God, I'm so glad Ted Cruz is home. No woman has ever said that. And of all the fucking three and a half billion women in this planet, no woman under any set of circumstances, like you could be trapped in a well. I got to say though, 
I would love to have drinks with his wife because she's got to be thirsty. You know what I mean? <laughs> she has just got to be thirsty. China has total respect for Donald Trump and for Donald Trump's very, very large brain. This is from the New York Times. Trump calls Stormy Daniels horse face in gloating Twitter post. Here's what he said. This is our president. Mm. Trump. Federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels' lawsuit versus Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees at Fox News. Great. Now I can go after Horseface and her third-rate lawyer in the great state of Texas. She will confirm the letter she signed. She knows nothing about me. A total con. I did, however, pay her $130,000. So, probably not for nothing. Anyway... She knows nothing about me. Look, not at this sitting president just attacked a private citizen on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Called them an a, like a like a a name yeah. like a name mm-hmm. like horse face. <laughs> like yeah. I I know that a lot of people didn't like Obama, right? I get it. I understand that. But like, could you imagine if he did? Anything even close. I mean, I, I always go back to this, right? But I can't imagine him doing anything even remotely close to this. Dude, and them not tan suit. But but them and f- them flipping their shit so much. Yeah. I couldn't imagine their reaction if he were to call, you know, somebody like if he's called Fiorini a Fiorina something. Like yeah. if he called her like, you know, um battle axe or something. You know what I yeah, Right. Like Literally it, it it makes no difference at all. I, I actually read something that said that he workshopped this name. As he workshops, like, remember when he called uh, the leader of a sovereign nation Rocket Man? When yeah. he called Kim Jong-un Rocket Man? And said, like, you know, Rocket Man, I'll, you know, destroy North Korea, etc. Like, he workshops the names Wait, among workshops? his aides. Oh, really? Yeah. They're all... They're all mentally deficient then, huh? No, his aides tell him, don't do that. Oh. And then he does it anyway. Oh, I see. And he thinks it's brilliant strategy. He thinks these are good political strategic moves. And the thing is that he might be right. Because at the end of the day, like, the people who are outraged by the idea that he is not presidential, like, because this is grossly unpresidential. Like, this is no grown person still calls other people silly schoolyard names, right? Like, horse face and rocket man and duty head and yeah, like whatever. Yeah, right, right. This is kid stuff. But nobody who cares about this was ever going to vote for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is like to all the Trump supporters, this sort of bottom feeding, low level scum sucking child's play bullshit is exactly what they've come to expect and what they appreciate. It's what they want. They yeah. want this juvenile they want somebody who's like, fuck Nonsense. you, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. They want they, a, want, they want Calvin pissing on a Democrat's yes. sticker on the back yeah, of man. their truck. That's this what they is, want. Yeah. This is don't tread on me flags yeah. and Calvin's and, yeah. you know, bumper nuts and yeah, like, truck nuts. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Bumper it's a bumper nuts. <laughs> bumper nuts hurt when you tap. When you have to bump, when you uh, have to bump and, and park, like parallel park, like especially in Chicago. Like every time you you bump the car behind you, you cross your legs. Uh, oh, terrible! My bumper nuts to keep on getting. Uh, <laughs> In any case, so baby, you want to play some games with bumper nuts? Hey, so, actually, so. you don't want to play games with bumper nuts. They're huge. It's like punching bags. Down there. <laughs> but uh, but um, 
you know, this particular thing and then the Kavanaugh thing, you know, the, the misogyny at this point is just out in the open. It's just out. It's just out. And it's just plainest day. And yeah. what the, what the Republicans have said to the Republican women, not to the, not to other women that aren't in their party, right? To the women who aren't in their party, they were never going to vote for them anyway. They didn't care. They, they don't care what you have to think, right? Mm-hmm. So they, the people who are out of their party, they don't care. But the people, the women that are in your part, in that party that voted for Trump, that voted on what they said, very loud and clear, both with the Kavanaugh nomination and with this, you know, with this clear misogyny that he's tweeting out. They said, where the fuck is my sandwich? That's yeah. what they said. They said, get, get your ass back in the kitchen and make me a fucking sandwich. I didn't fucking ask you anything. Shut the fuck up. When I tell you who you should vote for, that's who you should fucking vote for. Yeah. Vote for who the man tells you to vote I'll for. I'll tell you your opinion yeah. when I want you when to I have it. When I want you to have it. Yeah. I will tell you it. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. And, you know, for all the Republican women that put him in, in, in power, you know, just look at how he treats women. Just look at how he treats women and you'll know everything you need to know. But He's like, not for you. The thing is, like, we knew this ahead of time. He treated Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Like he's the man's monstrous, yeah. right? Did, I mean, did you see the thing he said about uh, Doctor Ford? Like he was, he was being interviewed recently, and somebody said, "You know, do you think you treated her with respect?" Referring to when he openly mocked. Yeah, we right? openly mocked. He her. Openly, yeah, mocked openly mocked. Her mocked her. Yeah, and he said, "Yeah, I think we did." And then the reporter like doubled down and asked about it again, and he said, "Look, none of that matters anymore. We won." Yeah, yeah. So like he's he. It's all about it's all about a game. Yeah, yeah he's come out and said like. Look, it doesn't matter if she was raped or not. It doesn't matter if we treat her with respect. None of that makes any difference. All that matters at the end is the game. Yeah. We won. This This was our turn, and we won. Yeah. And, I, you know, like, at some point, I think we just have to take the man on his fucking word on this. Yeah. I, be, I for one, will say this. I believe Trump. Yeah. I believe him when he says nothing matters but the game. Yeah. And he says it to every. He says it to all of us over and over and over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. He is pragmatic to a fault. Like the truth is pra- is subject to his pragmatism. Yeah. Everything is subject to the pragmatism of winning. So like at some point it's like what what happens, what's true, what's right, what's wrong. These are the wrong set of tools and I get stuck on them. Yeah. They're the wrong set of tools to think about this administration. Yeah. All that matters is did he win? Yeah. How do we stop this guy from winning? Well, and it's interesting that you say that. How do you stop him from winning because in a lot of ways, the left has a real uphill battle because they always lose. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, and in particular instance, where, where you're definitely going to, they, they lose on, on both sides. Um, I was, there was a poll recently that showed that, that violence among protests energizes the right more than it does the left. So if there's violence at a protest, it energizes the right. The yeah. right is the one who's energized by that by that act. But it's not, it doesn't matter where the violence comes from. And what's happening now, like what happened in New York City recently, is that there'll be an anti-event and the the people that are on the right will start the violence. And whether the violence is, if the violence is perpetrated against them, it's those damn liberals, they don't care. But if the violence is perpetrated against the liberals, they're like, good, they deserve it. Yeah, right. There's no way to win that with like violence is just, it's just bad. The only, the only real way to win that is like what happened with the women's March, which is 3 million people March, zero arrests, right? They can, 
there's they are completely flustered by that, right? Because they don't they don't know no how, answer they don't know what to do. They'll yeah. be like, oh well, they're super angry, and you're like, yeah, but there was zero arrests and no damage to property. That like they're they're argu- their arguments right. out. Yeah. But when there's violence, it doesn't matter where the violence right. comes from. Then now there's a problem. And, and so when sense. you put those 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 pieces together to allow violence to happen, and violence happens, the mm-hmm. right always wins. The right wins that that exchange. And so it's it's a, it's it's difficult because the one side I think I think our side does care about hypocrisy. I think the left does care about hypocrisy. I I, I think so too and I think we should, but I think we should like at some point you got to take a page out of the book of the guy you're fighting and say like, "Look, I can't win a battle where I try to change cuz we're, we're trying to win a battle where we're trying to change people's minds and get them to vote different. Like I am never going to get people to vote by saying Donald Trump is a bad guy. Yeah. Everybody who supports Donald Trump, they know he's a bad guy. They do. They'll come out and say it, you know, like, yeah, he's a bad guy. We never elected a saint. I think nobody ever said we were electing a saint. How many times have you heard that? I think you're right. I think, I think what you have to do is that show that he has bad policies. Yes. Show that his policies are hurting you financially. Yeah. If we're, look, if, if principles don't matter, don't fight on principles. They won't do it before he gets reelected. Do you think he gets reelected? I think what happens in this next election is, is that we lose the Senate. This is my prediction, by the way. We lose the Senate. We barely gain the House. So we squeak by on the House. I think we might get the House. Um, then the Democrats become disillusioned because they couldn't win the Senate. And um, he goes for another two years and then he gets reelected because there's, uh, there's not enough uh, energy to keep pushing forward for four straight years. And so the midterm is your only real shot. And I don't think you have enough of a shot. Look at the, the, the tea party won uh, both houses in, I know. And then they won, then they, then they lost the presidency that, that next time around and president Obama came in. Yeah. Again, I I don't know that you're wrong. I just hate it. And this, the last time someone who didn't win the popular vote and was also elected, he also went for a second term. Yeah, so, it's hard to unseat the incumbent. It's hard to unseat him, for sure. You know. Well, I, I thought that the that the point of the church was to worship God, and the boy fucking was just incidental. No, it's just the other way around. The point of the church is the boy fucking. All the other stuff is just busy work. Oh yeah, man. Let's cover this one. This is from the Daily Beast. Uh, the sex abuse of deaf orphans in Pope Francis's backyard. Uh, this is the fucking worst story. So thanks. You found this while I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, man. Hey, buddy. While you were gone, hey. I found some notes. And I was like, oh, it's hey. so nice of you to do some notes. Like, let me read the byline really underneath this, Tom. It. I just want to read this. The priests and monks created their own sick sign language to command the deaf and mute boys to perform oral sex and be sodomized. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't, that, isn't that great? That's awesome. Isn't that great? It's awesome. It's yeah. happening in Rome. Yeah. Um, in Northern Italy. So, um, you know, it, it, if you were a little kid and you were born deaf or mute, um, you know, at some point your parents might have said, hey, this is expensive and costly and difficult. And so we're going to send our kid to live at the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church is just kind and they'll take good care of him and we can't afford to. And so they took these kids in. And these it's like the a kids, boarding school, right? Yeah. yeah. And these are the kids that literally can't scream for help. Yeah. Like that's literally it. Yeah. In fucking Catholic Church, yep. no one can hear you scream. It's like fucking... <laughs> It's just like some alien spaceship, Christ. right? In yeah, in rape for, school, no except one can for the thing that pops out is not an alien out right. of your chest. 
It's when the guy unzips his pants. That's what pops out. So like these kids, they're like, they're deaf mute kids. Mm -hmm. And they go and the priests abuse these kids. Like this story is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. This story is a fucking nightmare of specificity. The likes of which I frankly did not need to read. Didn't need to know. I was just like, we could have used euphemisms like molested. I would have preferred that. I don't need this. You know, what's interesting is that these priests taught them specific sign language that no one else. So they taught them a specific sign language. Secret sign. Secret signs for fellatio and for like, you know, hand job and fisting or whatever. I don't know. But in any case, when they left to tell people about it, they didn't it, have the tools they to communicate. They this. didn't know because they were the ones who taught them how to speak. So they had no idea how to relate what was happening to them. They would use these signs that they were taught for these acts. And the people would look at them like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. This is, this is definitionally monstrous. Yeah. I, I read this and I was like, how can this organization continue to exist? Yeah. I, I I genuinely like I challenge anybody, anybody like how can anyone read this again and again and again and again and again and again and again? It never stops. It is an it is a ceaseless parade of atrocities, and it's like well, but we like going there on Christmas yeah. and on Easter, and the songs are so nice. Like, what the fuck do they have to do? Like, and, and I, I mean that question, like, I, I know we're supposed to be funny, but like, I mean the question literally, like, what does this organization have to do to lose? If, if teaching children how to communicate a secret sign language of sexual abuse and then taking from them the only communicative tool that they have to, to tell the outside world about how they were abused, if that is not enough. If throwing kids from windows, like we talked, like we talked about before a, a, few a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago, yeah. What, like at some point, it's like, it's like they're the ones looking yeah. around, like, what do we have to do? Yeah, yeah, that, what yeah do exactly. We, yeah. Well, you'll As never they're st- lighting the building on fire, right. like, what do I have to do to get you to pay attention? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I had a conversation with someone, I know a bunch of Catholics, and I had a conversation with one recently, and I said, you know, they had said, uh, you know, that this is a, there's a, there's a lot of bad things that are happening with the Catholic church and its image recently. And I said, well, you know, it's very deserved. The image that they have is very deserved. The things that they've done are absolutely monstrous. And I said, you know, it's a very easy. And I, I, I use one of your lines, which is it's very easy to have a zero tolerance policy on sexual abuse. Yeah. I said, you know, what they should be doing is saying to everyone, we're very sorry that this happened. This person has been removed from our organization, will not tolerate this kind of activity. Anybody who does it will be turned over to the authorities. The end. That's, That's it. it. That's yeah. all you have to right. do is say that. And, uh, and they said, yeah, um, you know, there have been a few people defrocked. And I said, well, okay, so they've been defrocked, but have they been kicked out of the Catholic church? And they're like, they're like, um, yeah, I think so. And then I looked it up and it was like one or two people have been defrauded. They don't want to solve this problem. And I'm like, you don't want to, like, that's exactly it, right? Like, like, you know, and, and the way they made it sound when I talked to them was like, oh, they won't ever report the defrocking. And I'm like, I went to search for it today. Yeah. And the best I found was one or two. And I want to pull up a website for you now, Tom. This website is called um, bishopaccountability.org, Right. And so it's a database of all the 
all the priests that have been that are known sex offenders, right? And so you can search by all kinds of different stuff, but um, we can also do names in alphabetical order. And so I just want to show you a couple of names. So let's go with the last name starting with A, Tom. I'm going to start scrolling. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm still scrolling, guys. Still scrolling. Still scrolling, scrolling very quickly. And I'm scrolling very quickly. And now I'm through A, Tom. So now I'm just going to go to a, pick a, just pick a letter. Pick a letter. L. Let's go to L, Tom. Let's see what L looks like. Oh. Holy shit, man. So this isn't a fucking isolated. I'm still scrolling, by the way. I'm still scrolling. Still, And I'm scrolling fast, too, by the way. I don't know how many entries are on this page, but I would say it's easily in the hundreds. I don't think that that's an exaggeration to say that there's more than 100 entries oh, here. so many more. There's, oh, it says right there, 241 individuals. It says it right at the top, right? For each Two, letter. For each letter. 262 for H. 266 for G. I'm going to go to a letter you probably don't see a lot. Nine only for Y. Okay. So I'm sure X only has one or two. None. One. Okay. W. 180 individuals. How many do you think are on this list? I mean, there's got to be there's thousands. a couple thousand, a couple thousand of these people on this list. This is, this is a list of priests that have been accused or convicted of. They've been sued. Or, you know, in some way, it's been shown. Now, this goes back a while, right? So some of these people are ordained in 1939. That goes back a while, right? right? But, you know, there's they, they source this entire document. Scroll through this document and just see if you can't hold down your lunch. It's absolutely abhorrent that this organization does this time and time and time again and gets away with it. And then oh, you hear something. Oh, but they a couple Yeah, of well, one or two people. You defrocked. Who cares? Well, like. Who cares? Like, does that's not a drop in the bucket to the amount of people that are actually involved in this? Why don't sort of they thing? like you know like they should be the ones? Every time they find something like this, nobody should scream louder than the church. Right? The church should be like, "Fuck that dude! Yeah, that dude doesn't fucking live here anymore. Oh, man, I want everybody yeah. to know about it. So sorry. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we rooted him out. Yeah. Here's how we found him. Here's your free ice cream. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh well, we we quietly defrock people. Literally, does not matter. And, and now, and and not even like like not a lot of them either. Like it's not like it's not like they defrocked two thousand people. They defrocked a person, and he was from Argentina. These guys like need that. to go to prison. Yeah, exactly. Until they're until they're rotting in prison, yeah. none of it matters. It doesn't. Matter. They got to go to prison. They got to. I agree. They need to go to prison, and they need to be excommunicated. Yeah, I think they need know, to remove from this bullshit. Remove from that it. Their souls completely. are going to go to hell. Yeah, remove from it completely, right. and they need to. And they need to get go to prison. And I, I think that there's, and I don't think that there's an age limit on that. I don't care if you're in your, you know, diaper shitting days. No, enjoy your time in shit? prison. I don't care if you're in like a medical facility in prison for the rest of your days. That's real sad. Like very sad. What else needs to happen? I don't know why there's like no. I don't know why we we feel like we feel like these aren't prosecutable crimes too. I feel like the United States government is to blame too because they get moved around, these things get reported and then nothing happens based on this sort of right. thing for years and years and years and years. Even though 
the church knows about it enough to move the person, right? So somebody had to know, somebody had to tell the authorities, something had to happen. The American government and other governments, this happened in Rome, but in other governments too, they're complicit in this. You know, this doesn't just fall on the church's shoulders, it falls on society's shoulders because we all have been turning a blind eye to this absolute disgusting practice that has been going on for countless, I mean, since the church has been around, I would say. And we've been turning a blind eye to it and it's absolutely abhorrent. And the government should need to stand up to these people and and the church needs to stand up to but the problem is, is that they're just like, like it's just this oiled boys club. It's just like how when the police do something horrible, they get away with it because other police officers won't rat on them. Same thing happens in these churches. They just get moved around because I don't want to hurt my friend, whatever. I'll just move them to another place so we can rape some other fucking kid. So we can teach some other kids sign language of me fucking choke fucking them. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons and the patrons that we have neglected to mention for the past couple of weeks because we had uh, pre-recorded some shows. But we want to thank Sonia, Gus, Guis, I don't know, Zenzabar, Matthew, Chris, Cogdeesnuts, John, Jason, Shannon, Damon, Keeley, Read Zero Sum Game by S.L. Huang, action-packed math thriller, H-U-A-N-G. <laughs> Someone named their Patreon, Patreon account? An advertisement for their book. Uh, that's pretty clever. That's pretty amazing. Travis, Robert, James, John, Jason, Cockwombling Spunk Flute, really? Claire, Matavigo, Pardum, Ricardo, James, Richard, Donnie, Cleopatra, Nathan, Gala, Gala Sonata, Gala Hado, Hajito, Gala Kashin Hajito. I don't, I don't know, know why I'm you're terrible having a hard time with that. It's clearly Gala Kishimajimato. <laughs> and Andy. Thanks Galaxy so much. Clamato. Thank you so much for your generous do- donations, patrons. We really do truly appreciate all our patrons. Thank you very, very much. Now, um, recently, uh, we have, uh, we're going to be trying out some YouTube and Facebook live streams. So if you're, um, we're going to try to do something for the next couple weeks on Thursdays. If we have time, we'll probably be doing a story or two stories for live streams on Facebook and uh, uh, on Facebook live, uh, YouTube and on Twitter, we think. We're not sure. Maybe Twitch. We're not sure. It's going to get restreamed out. We still have to figure out how all that works. Um, but we got to run a couple of tests because we are doing an election night uh, coverage and the election night coverage is going to be starting at 8 p.m. Uh, Chicago time on election night. It's our great hope to have Heath Enright from uh, many various podcasts that the Puzzle and the Thunderstorm guys put on uh, as well as Citation Needed. He is going to be in studio with us. Indeed. It will be a video live stream. We will be uh, not only viewing things on uh, probably viewing things on the interwebs, talking about various races drinking bourbon, hanging out, eating good pizza and just, you know, chilling out and maybe making some jokes. So you're going to want to join us. If you're just going to watch fucking Wolf fucking Blitzer, just turn us on. instead. <laughs> you're not missing anything. We're going to be watching Wolf fucking, Blitzer too. No, so, Wolf Blitzer is no? not coming out. We're not putting, no, we're going to, we're doing internet. We're doing internet. 
So that's it. So, right. but yeah, but we're, we're invitation. we are absolutely going to be doing a live stream. So check us out 8 p.m. on election night, as well as the next couple of weeks. Keep your eyes peeled. We'll probably mention on Facebook, maybe 15 or so minutes before we go live. So keep your eyes peeled probably in the evening time. The next couple of weeks, we're probably going to be doing a couple of live things on YouTube and on Facebook. We're going to get to some email that we got while we were gone. Um, we got a message from Tony, and this this is a, a sentiment, Tom, that was sent to us by many people. We talked about Dave Rubin and uh, Ben Shapiro and their conversation. And uh, Tony wanted to say, look, maybe, maybe, maybe Dave's in on this for the long con. Maybe he's basically trying to win over an Orthodox Jew and trying to convince him how human a gay person can be by being his friend and saying, look, you know, like, and eventually maybe changing his mind and maybe other people because of it. Look, if that's, if that's what he's doing, more power to him. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, there comes a point where it's like, how ridiculous do we want to get in winning people over? Like, I mean, like at what point, like, are we just like, yeah, we don't have the same values. Why do I care if I've won you over? Yeah. You know, like, I know there are people that, that think differently and I, and I applaud that. I do. Um, I have neither the interest personally nor the yeah. taste um, for making friends with people that don't share my values, but I get it. I get it. And too. I appreciate it. I get it too. And I also appreciate it. But I also want to say too, like, like, I don't think I could overlook some things. There's some things I just can't overlook. Yeah. And there's some bridges I'm not willing to cross. Um, it's okay if if the, if if he is. I it doesn't seem like he is. It seems a lot more like he doesn't want to anger a business partner to me, but yeah. I mean I'm on the outside and only watched a 4 minute video, so maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. But I I recognize that, you know, there are people out there who do try to kill people that think very differently. Kill people with kindness who think very yeah. very differently. I don't want to say kill people and stop saying that word, but kill people with kindness who think very differently from them. Um, you know, I think that I think that that's a that's something that, you know, you should look at and say, okay, good for you. I, if you have the stomach for it, great. Yeah. We got an image. Oh, this is great. And this is from Aaron. And it is uh, the inaugural photo uh, that uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh took with the rest of the Supreme Court. So I want to post that on this week's show notes. This is episode 439. So we got a question from Jim. And this is also about the Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin uh, sort of conversation we played. It's, and the question is, should a vegan not be friends with anyone who, eat, who eats meat because they differ on the issue? I'm a vegetarian, but most of my friends eat meat. So am I being a hypocrite? Um, Tom, you had an interesting, uh, I thought the, the way you responded to this when we were reading it before the show was exactly how I think you should respond to it. I mean, like the question to me is like, how much does this matter yeah. to you? How much is it? Does it bother you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that's the, that's the question at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself about any time that yeah. you feel like. Yeah. You don't jive with somebody. How much do you care? Yeah. Is this your issue? Is this the thing that you draw a moral line on? Like if I beat bums with padlocks, yeah. like we talked about before, I think you probably draw a moral line at that. Yeah. So yeah, that's I think what you're going to care about. I have a feeling that yeah. some people might draw this line and say, no, I can't yeah. be friends with you if you eat meat. And that's, and that's fine. That's where they drew their line. That's just where they decide. I don't think that that's, there's anything wrong with somebody doing that. I said earlier, I said, if somebody came in and called my pet an asshole, Okay, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. But if they called my wife an asshole, that's we different. have a very different, it's a very different process we're going to go through. Right. Right. Like, you know, so uh, there are some things in my life that I treasure more than others. I think everybody makes value judgments. And so you're going to have to, the, the, you're just going to have to make that value judgment. 
We got a message. This is from George. And George found us through Jared uh, at Camp Quest. And Jared was one of the people who came down to the uh, picnic that we threw many, many, Indeed. many years ago. And we met Jared there. And uh, he says he's a counselor. This uh, uh, George says he's a counselor at Camp Quest. And he says he just wanted to let us know one thing. I said, and it might have been me. I said, stick your head in a bucket of cement and let it dry was something uh, I or Tom had said a couple episodes ago. And he said, I thought you should know cement is a gray powdery substance with which is mixed with sand, gravel, and water to make concrete. Yeah. Also, concrete does not dry. It cures. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks for the correction, <laughs> Noah. I love this email so much. It is the most pedantic email we've gotten in forever. And yeah, everybody great. knew what we meant. Oh, know, just kidding. so Thank great. You so much. It's so great. It's very funny. It made me laugh out loud when I saw it. So we got a message uh, from Gerald and Gerald sent so in good. an image uh, and it just says predator priest. And uh, so we want to uh, show you what, uh, what the image is. Why don't you go check it out on episode 439? We got an image um, and it's just going to be called 45th president. Check it out on this week's show notes it's from Aaron. It's very funny. It made me laugh out loud. Oh, we also got a message from Jocelyn and Jocelyn sent in, um, an image, uh, from, uh, that is a quote from one of the shows that we did very recently. We're going to put it on this week's show notes. Check it out. Um, it's an image of us with a quote and it actually made us crack up when we finally read it. The image is really so great. Good. Uh, we got, I got a message from Brendan and Brendan wanted to know, he said, he just finished wrapping up. Everyone's a critic. Gosh, why would somebody listen to that? I have no idea. Uh, and, uh, they said they're somewhere around episode 50. And, uh, we mentioned taking the first two episodes down cause they were terrible. And, uh, I hope you didn't delete those. I actually don't know where they're at. So they may as well be deleted. Cause I don't know where they're at at this I point. I have literally no idea. How to I find. Literally no idea. So I, they are ostensibly deleted. <laughs> We got a shout. We got a show. Throw a shout out to Mark in North Carolina. He's in bum fucking nowhere. North Carolina is listening to the show. We didn't think that they had internet down there, but, uh, but I guess you still have to keep on traveling down into Atlanta to download the podcast. I'm sure it's a long commute. We got a message. Um, someone agreeing with us about the money breeding money. Uh, last time it was Kelly. Um, having a real rough go of it. And Kelly, we just, we just hope the best for you. You know, we read your story and gosh, it's just so tough to, you know, it's just tough to be poor. It's just tough to, the, the deck is definitely stacked against you. Yeah. So uh, just shout out to Kelly and your partner. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have any words to the wise. That's for sure. Like stay white and get lucky. Yeah. Right. Like, there you go. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Maybe try being like a heterosexual white yeah, male. See if that'll, yeah, if, see you if can there's do something that, you can do about that's that. That's worked Kelly. really well for yeah, me. Kelly, see what, see, what, get on that Kelly. Yeah. Try that. So, uh, like we say next week, pay attention on Thursday evening. We're going to try to do a live stream on YouTube and, uh, Facebook. It'll all happen at the same time. Um, so keep your eyes peeled. We normally would probably start it sometime later in the evening. So sometime after probably 9 PM Chicago time, we might be doing something like that, but keep your eyes open on Facebook, uh, or Twitter. That's probably where we'll announce we'll go live in a, in a little while. So if you're interested in interacting with us and, and commenting or, or kidding around with us on Facebook or YouTube, check us out next week and in the following week. And then also pin in your calendar for election night. You know, you want to come spend it with us. You know, you do after you vote. Yeah. You go vote and then come cry with us. All right. Celebrate. That's <laughs> We hope. I'm, Celebrate. Say, it's either going to be a condolence bourbon or a happy bourbon. 
Probably a condolence bourbon. I'm so, bringing a suitcase. In any, in any case, so that's it for tonight. We're going to wrap it up. But before we leave you, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.